listening to Aubrey CD Speaks podcast. Be sure to subscribe and share. For more information about this podcast, follow my Instagram account, Aubrey CD Speaks. Thanks for tuning in. Be blessed. This is episode three of Aubrey CD Speaks, and we are going to talk about revival. And the reason I said we are going to talk about revival is because I have my special guest and my best friend and husband, Kenneth, with me today. I respected him before we were even together, and it is one of the big reasons I love him so much is because of how much he loves Jesus. So I have him with me today, and we're going to talk about revival. We're going to talk about uh, pursuing revival, knowing about revival, and being in revival. As I said on my Instagram, if any of you are following me on Instagram, that's Aubrey CD Speaks. Um, I mentioned that my church, that's Deliverance Bible Church in Texas, um, is in the middle of revival, and we are enjoying um, being renewed and being healed and and the Lord just opening himself up to us and res- we responding to him and him responding to us. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Kenneth. Yes. <laughs> Can you tell me uh, when you started hearing about revival and what got you interested in even looking at or pursuing revival? What was revival to you when you were first born again? Well, when I first heard of revival was when I started coming to Deliverance Bible Church in Hearst. And at first I was kind of put off because I was like, well, it's not, it's the word revival is not in the scriptures, so I don't know what to think about it. But uh, through the years as Pastor Cletus was preaching on it, I've come to realize like there's absolutely nothing unbiblical about it and then I really thank our pastor and the Lord a lot for sending us to Los Angeles because really I saw a need uh, in my own life and in our our life as, as a family walking in ministry uh, for revival and uh, I, I would have to say that's probably the biggest thing that I got out of uh, being in Los Angeles was can't do can't do this at all without God, and we need a God to move in our lives personally, especially if we were going to affect the lives of anyone around us. And so, what that meant was uh, we needed revival in, in in our lives and in my life. And while I was at work, you know, I, w- I was listening to a bunch of uh, documentaries on on revival, like about Azusa Street, the Hebrides, uh, Lewis. Um, Welsh Revival, and uh, stuff about Wesley, uh, anything I could find where God had legitimately moved. What was it about Revival in L.A. that really caught your attention? Was it the Lord just showing you about things about Revival, or when you were listening about Revival, it, it caught a fire in you, or what was it about Revival that caught your attention? Well, uh, to get into it, uh, first I guess I, I have to define what revival is, and revival is just that, it's a resuscitation, uh, where one might grow cold, as as would happen in any 
Christians walk, and if they're not willing to admit that, then there's a problem. But, you know, we all at times kind of grow cold uh, for one reason or another, and we need the Holy Spirit to reel us back in, to uh, bring us back and and, uh, get our focus back on the Lord. But more importantly, we can't do anything without Holy Spirit. And Jesus said in Acts 2, when Holy Spirit comes on you, he'll give you power to be my witness. And that was the thing was I was like, God, I need Holy Spirit in my life to be your witness. And for me, that was where my big hunger for a revival came. Uh, because when, you know, with some people, they think that you don't need the stuff and the stuff being the anointing. Some people think, oh, that's just, you know, whatever. But in the book of Acts, there was these seven brothers, the seven sons of Sceva, and they tried casting a devil out of this man. And they were just Jewish exorcists. They weren't Christian exorcists, and they did everything they could. And the man, or the demon in the man said, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? And drove them out. They didn't have the stuff. They didn't have the anointing. And so there you go from a biblical standpoint. Like you have to have the stuff. You have to have. Holy Spirit in doing you with the power of God to be a witness, and that's what I noticed. Now, I know that um, well, while we're in L.A., and that's something that I, I haven't yet brought up, but my husband and I, we were in Los Angeles for, um, what was it, 15 months? 18. 18 months. 18 months. We were in Los Angeles, and uh, we were encouraged by our pastor to get up and go and we weren't too sure what we were going to learn out there and and we were under two wonderful people and uh who had a uh a branch of deliverance bible church there in hollywood and um we learned so much there and one of the things i know that myself just watching kenneth um, begin to pursue revival was the fact that it put a hunger in me as well. And I have grown up in church and a lot of it being in the charismatic, uh, Pentecostal assemblies of God, um, movements. And, uh, I, I had a little bit of my time in the, in the Baptist church, uh, from my mom's side. Um, but I've heard about revival. There are moments where, I knew Holy Spirit was moving in a church or a conference that uh, I had an aunt that would take me to. And so I had seen moments where God was moving, but I never really pursued revival or looked at revival or thought really that revival was completely necessary until, like you said, Deliverance Bible Church. And and uh, Pastor Cletus talked about revival often, and I thought, you know what, that sounds awesome. And there's scripture in Psalms where David says, revive me, O Lord, according to your word. And that struck a hunger in me on pursuing revival. That's how it all started, because David said, revive me, O Lord. And I started asking, what does that mean, revive me, O Lord, according to your word? And uh, But that didn't really trigger in me that didn't really start a start a, a, a hunger until we were in LA. LA was a big learning experience for us and uh, similar ways and in different ways but I learned myself that 
we we needed the Holy Spirit. We needed the power of Holy Spirit uh, in everything that we did, wherever we went, whoever we talked to. Um, but uh, Kenneth started uh, having me read these books and different things about revivalists and about revivals that happened in different churches and different times, uh, not only in the U.S., but in Europe and in Africa and in China, and he would say, hey, read it and tell me what you think and tell me what happened. And so I started reading about this and reading how the presence of God would come down. And usually it's, it began with only a few people being hungry and only a few people asking God to change the lives in their church, to change them, to uh, move on them. And, uh, or um, they were asking for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, like at Azusa Street. Um, but it just took a few people. And that really, that really hit me hard was the, you know, that there was a question in me and I had to ask myself, am I asking the Lord for his presence to come into my church and do a work in us to completely change us? And I understood that if we asked God to come and he responded, the fear of God would be in that place and there would be decisions in everyone's life of what we're going to do with this. And reading about how the presence of God moved uh, during uh, uh, the Pentecost in Acts and read about uh, how Ananias and Sapphira, when, when uh, uh, they lied about how much they got for their land and they lied to the Holy Spirit, Peter said, and they died right there. Uh, it was a huge, you know, okay, when we ask Holy Spirit to come and we're asking for revival for our church, are these instances, are these experiences going to be something that I'm going to see before my eyes? And am I in a position where um, I can actually live in the presence? And, and I had to begin asking myself, what would I do? if the presence of God came down like it did in Hebrides or the presence of God came down like the Welch revival. That one was really something that I was really interested in because of their, their need and their desperation and these young people that were desiring for more of God. And, um, and then reading about the Azusa Street revival and the response of some people that didn't want the baptism of the Holy Spirit or didn't want um, the presence of God to be there. And then some of the churches that were refusing um, and saying that what was going on in Azusa Street wasn't the Lord and asking myself, okay, am I prepared for that to happen if the glory of God fell and there was revival in our church? Asking these questions while we were in LA and saying, well, I don't really care what what happens? What are the, the repercussions of revival? I just want more of God because each and every time, uh, I read about revival, I became more and more hungry for his presence, but finding out that I can have more really, really put a fire and a hunger in me. Um,
now I know that while we were in Los Angeles, I had, we were praying and asking the Lord about what we were going to do when we got closer and closer to time of making a decision of where we were going to go. Were we going to stay in Los Angeles? Were we going to go to Argentina? Were we going to go back in Texas? And the Lord gave me a dream. And I remember telling you about that dream. And you, uh, I remember you nodded. And then you were like, we're going back to Texas. And later I had asked you, okay, why? And you said, because there's going to be revival. Because revival is going to hit at Deliverance Bible Church. And we're going back for revival. And that was our, that was our place of, I mean, we, we were a mess. But over and over again, what, what the Lord kept showing us and what kept coming up in our conversation was, we were going back because God was going to give Deliverance Bible Church revival. Revival was going to hit, and it was going to be soon. It was just around the corner, and we're going back for that, and we're going to eat up everything. I remember you telling me, I think we were in New Mexico, and we were driving you know, back to Texas, and you told me, we're going to sit uh, in church, and we're going to soak up everything Pastor Cletus has to say, whether it's encouragement, whether it's rebuke, whether or not it's for us, it doesn't matter. We're going to take everything he has to say, and we're going to say, yes, I, I'll, I'll receive that, because we're going to have revival, because revival was coming. And uh, what, what was going through your spirit and through your mind on our way back and telling everybody, we're coming back for revival? I was pretty giddy and excited, to be quite honest. There was, at that point, no doubt in my mind because the the Lord had said something to me, and then the Lord gave you a dream, and then the Lord reaffirmed it again that revival was going to hit Deliverance Bible Church, and we were telling our friends, you know, they would, uh, uh, what do you call it, Skype us or call us, and we're telling them, like, get ready, revival's coming, get ready, revival's coming. And we would... Uh, before we left, there there was plenty of times uh, in the house we're praying and we're declaring revival's coming, revival's coming. It was it was because God had revealed it and told us that uh, we were going to go back to Texas and we were going to experience revival. <coughs> and the thing about it is, uh, prior to leaving for Los Angeles, which I am so thankful, Pastor Cletus and Lay Nicole. <coughs> excuse me, gave me that chance, gave us that chance. Uh, it was very much a learning opportunity for us to sit under uh, pastors Dylan and Cara uh, O'Reilly and learn a lot from them and take everything, no matter what it was, and, and just learn from them on that because it put a hunger in us to seek God for more. And prior coming to Los Angeles, there was... There was a lot of quenching of the spirit that was going on prior to leaving. And I really believe that this was God's way of preserving us uh, so that we would stay for revival, uh, that we wouldn't, we wouldn't leave the will. And there's been several instances in my life personally I can account for where I know for a fact God kept me from going off the deep end, so to speak, and... I was just so hurt because things that were said to me, I was, I was, um, 
openly rebuked loudly and aggressively for being on the street corner preaching the gospel, not by Pastor Cletus, mind you. Actually, he encouraged me, but by others, and I was hurt, really hurt, and I could see where it was hindering my walk. And uh, when I first came to the Deliverance Bible Church, it was like there was revival going on in me because Pastor Cletus, whether he realized it or not, was confirming so many things in my life that God had told me prior to coming to Deliverance Bible Church. And there was just, the Holy Spirit was just moving. And oftentimes, you know, I, I couldn't help but just laugh in a corner because God was doing something. And it's actually something that's very, very normal now. And so I say all that to say that when we were coming back to Texas, I knew God was going to fix everything. I knew all this hurt was going to get dealt with. And I knew uh, God was going to uh, confirm who we were. Uh, tell us who we were in him, tell us where we were going. Uh, we were going to get like spiritual orientation, know where we came from and know where we were going. And that meant everything to me to have some kind of affirmation from God. And so I was extremely excited on the way back home and, and just declaring revival's coming and we're going to soak it up no matter what it looks like. Now, um, when, see, it was 2016 when Holy Spirit started coming in and filling us with just the joy. And a lot of it had to do with healing. There was healing that needed to be done in the church, like an inner healing. And so a lot of us were dealing with past hurts that were going on when there was a quenching of the Spirit. And uh, not by Pastor Cletus, uh, but there was a quenching of the spirit that was going on before 2016 and certain things that were going on in that process during that period of time. And um, so there were a lot of hurt feelings. And I remember Holy Spirit began moving with joy. And that joy was coming in and it was it was healing hurt places and it was healing places that maybe there was a beginning of bitterness or there was a place of mistrust or doubt and doubt in God, doubt in our pastor, doubt in others, things like that. And, um, it, <laughs> you had mentioned that when you started coming to Deliverance Bible Church, that Pastor Cletus was reaffirming things and it came out in laughter. And I remember when, uh, when I saw you like that, that's the first time I ever saw you. And I didn't know your name. I didn't know, um, where you came from. All I knew that you were, you were this guy who was sitting beside the stage, um, that was a little bit behind Pastor Cletus. And, um, Pastor Cletus would, would say uh, something that was just, you know, uh, good, convicting, or, you know, it was just a good word. And it wasn't really something that normally you would laugh about. And that's where I wasn't aware about revival so much. Because I would see this, this guy, who later became my husband, laugh about these very serious moments. That are very serious things that Pastor Cletus would say. And he would just laugh. And I'm like, what, what is wrong with this guy? This guy is so weird. Why on earth is he laughing? What is so funny? Is he, 
is he mocking Pastor Cleanus? Is is he some dude that needs a, that needs a deliverance? You know what's what's going on with this guy? But at the same time, my my dad, because my whole family went to Deliverance Bible Church, my dad would at the end go and pray for him. And it wasn't praying for him because he was laughing during the sermons. My dad was drawn to him, and he would go and he would pray for him. And uh, my dad would say, I don't, later on, um, when we got in the car, my dad would begin to weep. And he would say, I don't know what it is about that, that boy, but I love him. I love him so much. And um, he says, I just had to pray for him. I couldn't help it. I just had to pray for him. I just love him. And um, that was my first introduction <laughs> to Kenneth. But uh, he's right. It, that's something, the laughter that's so normal now, that was so odd then. And I don't know if anybody tried to stop you. Oh, yeah, I got escorted to the prayer room. Oh, you got escorted a few times? <laughs> but it's so normal now. Uh, the laughter, even in the moments where Pastor Cletus is giving uh, a good, hard message of uh, the gospel of, you know, repenting and and some of us would laugh and some of that laughter would be just the joy of knowing that you are born again. You are a child of God, man, this is so good. And it also would confirm things that the Lord was telling you and, oh, that's so good. Or a rebuke that the Lord, you know, showed you, Hey, you're, you're, you're missing something here. And then pastor Cletus would say it. And I know there have been moments where I laugh and I say, amen. And I'm like, that is so me. And, but I'm happy about it because the Lord is so good even pointing out my, my faults and my places where I'm missing the mark. And I may not have heard him, but he's talk, talking to my pastor and he's saying, hey, say this. And I'm like, yeah, that's me. Thank you. Thank you even for telling my pastor that this needs to be said, whether or not my pastor knows that it's going to me. I'm so glad. And, uh, and so the laughter comes and that's what started in 2016 was laughter and the laughter to heal. And, um, I know that there were moments and it began in 2016 where people began to, uh, say that they're not too sure about this and they ended up leaving the church and, uh, it was, it was something that was a hard thing to watch, but that was also something that the Lord had told me and shown me even before when I was reading about revival and pursuing revival back in Los Angeles in 2015 was that people are going to be offended even about the, the joy and, and they were going to leave. Uh, I know um, one pastor, Rodney Howard Brown, when um, he would preach and he would have uh, outpourings of revival in Florida and then other places that he traveled in the U.S., there were so many people that were against it because of the joy, because people were laughing. And I know even during the Brownsville revival, there were people that were saying it wasn't of God because of the laughter. And it didn't make sense to them. Why would there be laughter? Wouldn't there be a lot of people crying out to God if there was a revival? And I know a lot of, uh, a lot of times, um, there have been 
churches and people and ministries that have taken um, revival and and they think that it's only about people getting born again and not about Christians. Um, and even our pastor talked about it not too long ago about the difference between revival and um, and then winning souls and how revival is reviving the church. And, uh, and then there's the soul winning, then there's the, um, an awakening, like an awakening happening in the church and people getting born again and, uh, and then filled with the spirit and revival happening again. But, um, what do you, what, what has the Lord shown you about the joy? Because I, I can say, I, I love the laughter and I love the joy and even our pastor, he, he just sits back and, and lets the spirit move. And so there's, there, we're just sitting there laughing and it's not what everybody's doing and that's okay. I mean, the Lord's showing them different things and not, you know, but, um, what is your, what is your take on what the Lord's doing in your life? when it comes to the joy, when it comes to laughter, because I know everybody's different. And even in our experiences, it's going to be a little different. And people that are listening, it's going to be a little bit different. I'm not saying that this is the way it has to be. Um, but I am curious about um, what the Lord's showing you in the moments where the joy comes out and just you're just laughing. On our way back from Los Angeles, uh, the Lord gave me a word that at first it was going to look like um, the Toronto Airport revival at first, that it was initially needed. Uh, and we haven't quite stepped into, if I could say it this way, like what God actually wants to do. There is, I mean, this is what he wants to do, but then there's his intention on why he's doing it. And what it is, is it's a preparation for uh, a new wave of revival, and what I mean by wave of revival is I mean this revival, not because it's my church or anything like that, it's just the word that the Lord gave me. If this was somewhere somewhere else, I'd say it the same, the same way. But from this revival, it's going to affect everywhere. It's going to affect everything in the same way Toronto, in the same way Azusa Street, in the same way um, Brownsville, uh, the Welsh Revival, how people flocked from everywhere to get to these places and then went everywhere uh, because they were changed by God. Now, when, when I first started coming to DBC uh, and there was laughter, it wasn't even, it wasn't because I was necessarily happy. Uh, you know, it was, there actually was no emotion attached to it. There was, when, when there was laughter, it was like something registered in my spirit from what was said. It was like that clicked. And the, my physical reaction to that was laughter. And uh, now, as far as what's going on now, uh, to get into this a little bit, a um, bit of disclaimer for those who might be listening who aren't baptized in Holy Spirit, this is going to seem a little strange, but honestly, if you'll just hang in there, like just sit tight and just just take this and if you got questions you know i'm sure there's ways you can ask and uh, i know the both of us would be happy to answer any questions you might have that being said it, it's kind of leaning uh 
to how I how I say it. There's the gnosis, which is to know the the doctrinal knowledge or or knowing the word, and then there's the mystical side, which is the encounters from God, and both are absolutely necessary. Just like our pastor says, that uh, true doctrine is the word of God experienced because God moving and breathing on the word, and uh, so to put everything in balance with that, so a quote-unquote natural or normal reaction uh, from a person's spirit when God is moving, breathing, talking on an individual, when God's talking to a bunch of people but individually, uh, a natural physical response from that, not saying it's the only one at all, but one of the natural responses is laughter. Sometimes it's crying. Sometimes it's rolling on the floor. Um, in the same way, that praying in tongues is a natural response, meaning in the physical, uh, from baptism of the Holy Spirit. There's certain things, you know, the mind thinks, the heart feels, but the spirit believes. And so this is a manifestation of what you're believing. It's actually something that can be brought out into the physical. In the same way, uh, thinking I'm getting strange with this, not at all. When, when Moses uh, wrote down and described uh, the tabernacle that he built, he wrote it down from a vision that he saw. So the question is, where's the tabernacle? The tabernacle he saw was in heaven, and this is something I'm pulling from the book of Hebrews. But he saw the tabernacle in heaven, described, wrote it down, made blueprints for it, and then physically manifested it on the earth as a type and shadow of what was truthfully in the spirit. I would say the place where Jesus himself, you know, made his perfect sacrifice for sin, uh, so to speak, being the high priest, like there was a moment in time that surpassed space and time where the sacrifice of Jesus Christ fulfilled eternally uh, God's uh, wrath against sin. And that's why he doesn't have to come back every year, every 10 years, every 100 years, every 1,000 years, because what he did was so perfect and he brought the perfect sacrifice in front of God to satisfy his wrath, which was himself on the cross.